In this episode, I call a design methodology backwards design, and I don't know why. I think it's because I was so doggone tired coming off the interstate that I I couldn't get my act together. I full well know that it's called backward design, (laughs) but I'm Southern and I'm tired, and I didn't feel like redoing the whole episode. Also, I have a degree, actually a doctorate in words. And the family joke around here is that occasionally I make up new terminology. Y'all just roll with it. Hey y'all, this is Saba, the Southern Fried Witch. And I want to apologize for my absence last week. I was on my first vacation in a long time and I really needed it. So that's where we are. (laughs) I went to... Jekyll Island. It is my happy place and I've been going there since I was, um, I don't know, 30 something and I'm now working on 60. So that'll tell you. My sons kind of grew up on the island in the summer and I was lucky enough to take my grandchild this year. But I'm home. I'm finally all the way better other than a little bit of, I guess, voice loss, and I'm pretty sure I've never been quite that sick ever, and I'm glad it's over, and uh, I'd love to be a hermit again, but I've got the Bat Children Ball, that is where all of those folks who support me on Patreon are meeting me in Alabama, and I think we're fairly excited, but I tell y'all what I'm not going to ever do again is go on vacation the same month as Samhain. Y'all, what was I thinking? Just a little bit too much, I think, on my plate this month, especially after being sick. But never you mind, I'm back and we're going to do this. And y'all know that I've been talking for a very long time about wanting to change my life path, especially in the area of how I earn money. I really want out of the system. It's um, killing my creativity and I don't know, y'all... The adjunct life as a professor is not one that is fulfilling to me. I started doing it when I was supplementing my income and I was teaching live. And I thought, you know, here's some extra money and that's something that will help my family move along. And when I lost my job because I was outed as a witch and uh, then had to sue that university, which, by the way, You don't actually end up wealthy from such an event and you become litigious and can't get hired anywhere else. It became my only way to earn money. And until I outright am able to walk away from this as my only employment, until I'm able to walk, I cannot tell you what I think about it. But I will tell you I want to walk. (laughs) And I will tell you that it's critical to my sanity and that we don't get paid enough. You would be shocked if you found out how much we get paid. A doctorate doesn't really mean much of anything as an adjunct teacher. And uh, the life is very precarious. We never know if we're going to get appointments or not. And there 
there's very few full-time, all-the-time appointments. So I'm, I just, I, I want out, I want out, I want out, but I don't want out at the cost of not being able to help my grandbaby anymore or at the cost of, you know, not being able to keep the lots on. So I have something I want to do. I have something I've talked to y'all about for over a year. And today, I think I want to talk about changing your life trajectory. It's a hard call. And it's something that, you know, I was just talking to one of the bat children from Patreon about. They want to change theirs. And such a decision is not easy. But I think that when we think about things like this, and we realize how hard they're going to be, we automatically give up. And I want to talk about it. You know, as magical creatures, I don't think we ever ought to assume that we can twinkle our nose like it is a show on Bewitched from the 70s, I reckon, to make things happen. And not all of us are able to do the same kinds of work, even if we are magical creatures. But it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's absolutely difficult to jump a track. Very difficult indeed. And make sure that you don't go off the rails and and wreck. Not all of us have parents who have helped us. Not all of us have inherited anything at all. And not all of us have had an easy road. So to say that we can't handle it anymore, wherever we are in our careers, our daily lives, and to decide we want something different and something better that would suit our soul, there's no magical twinkle we can do to make that happen instantly. And for me, that means that I began a very long and arduous spellcraft. I remember when I was first teaching the craft, gosh, that was a long time ago, and new students would show up with stars in their eyes, y'all, and they wanted so much to be able to go bibbidi-bobbidi-boo and have whatever they wanted. I told him that while such a spell might be possible in the right circumstances with the right talent, at the same time, that would cost you quite a bit because you were skipping some natural steps. I hear myself remembering this and know the work ahead that I have to do. But in my experience, witchcraft has never been an instant fix-all because my witchcraft is grounded in paganism. It's grounded in the earth. It's grounded in the trees. It's very Gaia-centered. And so there is no instant with nature, you know, ever. It's a slow growth towards something, and I'm running out of time. Rather, it feels like I need to get the environment right to be able to have what I want. You know, in the gardening and horticulture world, you can't just go get the tree that you think is going to be the end-all, be-all tree of your land, home, whatever. doesn't work like that. You have to first make the right choices of location. You have to be assured that you don't bury it too deeply. You need amendments. Sometimes we have to consider southern exposure. All of these things have to be right and have to be chosen carefully ahead of time. I've seen folks go get a tree and plant it in a very horrible location and do it quickly and pat it down and go there. 
I have this tree now. And in fact, I'm one of them. I did it. Well, I wasn't part of the digging, but I was the one who pointed and said, hey, over here, and that's where I want it. I hadn't done the legwork. I hadn't done the groundwork for that. Spell work is just like that to me. I don't think of it as some kind of ethereal, fantastic, instant fix. It doesn't work that way for me. And y'all are very lucky if that's the way it works for you. And I don't really feel like it works that way for anyone. Coincidences, maybe. But there has to be the right. Remember a long time ago when I taught you all about the path of least resistance? That matters, especially in nature. Hold up. When I've talked about this before, I think there was a misunderstanding about the way this natural law actually works. And it is a natural law. I mean, y'all, nature takes the path of least resistance. But what we also have to consider are the anomalies and uh, the phenomena out there that prove that sometimes we jump the track. And jumping a track, if you're a train, is not taking the path of least resistance, is it? No, when it takes momentum. And if we look at water, okay, let's stay with water. If we look at water, it tends to take the path of least resistance. We all know the Jurassic Park experiment, right? Jeff Goldblum, dot of water on hand, path of least resistance, the way it flows. However, what we also know is that as water flows, it can gain momentum. And all of a sudden, you have a track jumper. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am. I wish that there wasn't a way to take the path of least resistance toward the life I want. And the life I want is to continue to have a teaching farm, which is starting to be threatened, to write all the books in my head. After all, I'm a professor and I know how to do that. To be a podcaster and to live a more magical life in my 60s. This is what I want. But the path of least resistance is to continue this dead-end work that barely pays the bills, but is the path I know and uh, the path they keep offering me. It's, it's just enough to, if I wanted to, assure that the lights were not cut off and stay in place as I slowly died inside. So the path of least resistance, while being the easiest road to travel, is not always the right way to go. Are y'all hearing me? Rather, I think it's about building momentum enough to jump the path of least resistance and land on a whole other road. And if that one is not resistant, I just won. (laughs) That would make me the three-point shot girl but it's going to take momentum. There is no magical Santa Claus that's going to come down and give you a different life. That's not the way things go, honey. We will continue to go on the path of least resistance forever. And this is really antithetical to what I thought 15 years ago. But I'm here to tell y'all that an old dog can learn a new trick. The friend I was talking to earlier today on the phone 
She just wants to go live off grid. You know, she just wants to go and have chickens and a piece of land and get out of this rat race, as many people do in increasing numbers since 2020, become just a little bit more self-sustainable and a little less like sucking on the tit of capitalism. I fully agree with this. And magically, that sounds perfect. But we're going to have to jump a track. That's going to hurt. It's going to cause damage to the vehicle. (laughs) It's going to be scary. No one's sure if we're going to make it to the other side. That is really the only way out though, isn't it? Yeah. So when we end up here and we're that miserable, there has to be a cost. And that, bad children, is where magic comes in. What I need to do right now is to cast spell work that will help me find signs along the way. This is uncharted territory. I want to be more aware of those signs. But it also means that I need to have opportunities presented to me. Really leaning on my ancestors on that one. And it also means (laughs) that I need a plan of action. You know, I designed a course for a graduate level class a long time ago for a major institution. And it was hellish work. (laughs) It was hellish work. They don't pay you enough. Um, I won't do it again. But one of the first things I learned when I was designing the course was that backwards design is how I needed to get there. I was taught by another professional and I had never heard of backwards design. I just hadn't, you know, I study philosophy and goddess mythology and rhetoric and even early American literature, but I never studied backwards design. So when this technical advisor came along and said, hey, here's how you begin. I was in new territory altogether. And you can look up backwards design and get the right definition for this thing. But today, since I don't have a script and I'm tired, I'm just going to tell you for me what it meant was manifesting and imagining your goal first. And so once you had that goal in place, you would go backwards to find the steps that would lead you to it. For my more complicated and also, I suppose, critical spell work, I now use backwards design. I should write something about this. So once you have it in in your mind, you go back and in college and upper education, you would find milestones along the way that students would have to achieve to get there. Let's find something. Okay. Mm, I don't know if I'll keep this in, but let's try cowboy candy. I've talked about that before. Let's try that. So we do know usually some of the ways of canning, the world of canning, and a good understanding of the world of canning helps to do this. But I want to make cowboy candy. What does my end product look like? Do I want it super sweet? Do I want it to last for a long time? Or do I want it to be like something I could just keep in the fridge for like two weeks? Do I want it super hot? Or do I want it fairly mild? 
do I want my jalapenos, if that's the pepper I'm using, to be a little crisp so they would still hold their shape? Or do I not care if they're a little mushy? All right, so you make all these decisions first, but now we got to go back and find the milestones to get there. See, have you ever made like a pie or something and you didn't really think about the end result and you were sort of building your way there and forget something critical? Well, backwards design helps you to figure out those steps so you don't miss them. Those milestones are critical. So for me, I'll tell you right now, I like my cowboy candy to still have a bit of mm, texture. I don't want them too mushy. So I note that on my little paper in my little notebook if I were going to do this methodology. So that's one thing. I want them a little crisp. I want a bite to them. Okay. I want them to have medium heat. That gets written down too. See how we're manifesting now and we're thinking about our goal. And uh, I want to be able to keep it for a year. Okay, now I know something about that one, don't I? So I write that down too. But right now I'm just generating what I want it to be. And here is my end result. And then I look at it. Is there anything else I want? Well, I, I like them sweet, but I don't want them so sugary it hurts my teeth. You know? So I want a sweet and savory bite. Do I want them in blue jars or amber jars? Am I going to be giving any away? How many do I need to make? All of that goal is written down and prepared for. And now I have to go back and make milestones to get there. One of those milestones, and there's a lot of them, but just for an example, one of those milestones would be gathering ingredients. And that would be some milestones back, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be like the one right before the result. But... If I want them a little crisp, I'm going to go get some pickle crisp. And that's going to be added to those ingredients. I'm going to have a little space on a shelf somewhere that can stay quiet and kind of cool and in the dark. I'm going to need enough jars for this. And as you go backwards, you can really think out those milestones. And the first milestone is so simple. It's sanitize my jars, you know. Because I have enough. So for me, it would be sanitize and sterilize my jars. The fun thing about backwards design is you will do this kind of work going backward. What else would I need to get here? What else would I need to get here? And then before you're finished with your work, you go back forward. Step one, step two, step three. And see if you still land at the desired outcome. See if you missed anything. See if there was anything in the way of that desired outcome. So you get the basic general idea. What I'm saying is I got to jump a track. I need to think this out really thoroughly. And so backwards design, bat children. The path of least resistance wouldn't need this kind of planning, would it? This elaborate plan, it wouldn't. Rather, it would be to continue to hope that I would suddenly have time to do some of this stuff. It would be to hope that one of my writings got picked up by somebody big. It would be hope, hope, hope. It would be Santa Claus coming to my house and saying, boom, you won the lottery. That's probably not going to happen, is it? So if I stay on this path and just keep flowing, wishing for something else, 
because no one ever said that the path of least resistance was also the right one to take. So I hope y'all are hearing me. To change everything, there's serious work involved. It doesn't mean it's not possible. It doesn't mean it's not worthy. It does mean there is no bippity-boppity-boo that's going to get you there. That magical twinkle is going to help get you there. Open up opportunities. Maybe, I don't know, even make it, I know it's done it for me, make it an easier ride where you don't lose too much. But I, I, I worry that we think magic is a quick fix. It's the great evener. You know, it makes things more even for me. And occasionally I have an extraordinarily fantastic magical moment that I didn't expect. Even as crafters, you know, when I teach my students, I don't know what everybody else is out there doing. I don't know because I don't look. But when they come to me and they say, well, I'm just going to do a spell where I use this particular herb because it's always used. And I'm going to say these particular words and I'm going to stomp my foot, light a candle, maybe light a firework. And boom, that is not what I'm teaching them, honey. I'm sorry. I'm teaching them to plan. I'm teaching them to work with their environment as much as possible. I'm teaching them to look at the path of least resistance. Because y'all, if that's the one, go. But, you know, sometimes we need to get a little bit into quantum physics and (laughs) spellcrafting here. At the end of the day, it is my endeavor to teach them to create a path of least resistance where there is not one yet. And to do that, we have to plan. We have to actually craft. Now, I don't think we think about it enough. Crafters are people that take their skill sets and create something new from that. There's no lazy way toward witchcraft. Also, if you're not in touch with your ancestors and you're not in touch with whatever gods you worship and you're not doing the footwork, and you're not doing your shadow work, it's not an instant fix-all. It's not like a 911 <laughs> phone call that you make to the gods. If they don't know your name, honey, your phone call might get missed. So at the end of the day, I'm going to be actually executing and deploying my craft. I'm going to be making the milestones. I'm going to be thinking about it backwards and make sure it works forwards. I'm going to look at anything that's going to get in the way of that so that I can remove that. I'm going to assess the work because there will be work. I'm going to accept any consequences that may occur. There will be consequences. This is not a wiggle of a nose, y'all. That's not the way a craft would work either. A craft automatically assumes that you're going to sweat a little, honey. It does. I know, I've heard people tell me, I'm just so damn talented, I don't have to do that. Well, I'm not sure that you're always telling the truth if you say that. But also, I think that that's cheating the system. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The least we owe magic is our work. It is the least to be expected out of us. 
And I think the result is always more worth it. It resonates more deeply. It just is more lasting if we put in the work. Y'all, I started talking about this and my roosters outside lost their mess. They are still going on. I guess this is why I've always said there is no room for ego in the craft. To be honest with y'all, not to shock half of you, I've always said there's no room for dick in the craft. And what I meant by that was dick waving. The real craft has got a humility to it. It's got a saltiness to it. You know, it's, it's has so little to do with, hey, look at me, look what I did. And more to do with being in line with the natural forces of this world, being useful in this world in some way. And also, and we don't talk about this enough, being happy, being content. And that should be a goal. Y'all, we're not Christians. We have no truck with sin. It's okay to be happy. And it's okay for your goal to be that. Or at least to be more content with the way you're living the rest of your days. I've always noticed, for instance, that whenever I do make cowboy candy, The more work I put into it, the better the result. Now, I could just throw peppers together with some apple cider vinegar and hope it turns out all right, you know? I could do that. But there's something about growing my own garlic and putting those cloves into that cowboy candy. There's something about taking my time and having the right music on and I admit to being barefoot and really getting in and even crafting a spell for it that my family, when they eat it, would find joy. Somehow the rays of sunshine from summer would come through that little can of heaven. And to me, all right, I get that I'm old school. I get it. I hear it. I hear myself right now. I'm about to say something very grandma. I get it. I'm a grandma witch. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. I know. I just became horribly unpopular. But how bad do you want it? And how good do you want it to be? Go ahead and let that weigh. It is a craft, just like carving wood or forging iron or raising vegetables. It is a craft. How much work and sweat and salt are you putting into it and planning? How much? The more I put in, the more I get back. So, if you're not altruistic, (laughs) you got a benefit, kiddo. Anyway, I'll stop. I heard it. I had my teacher hat on. I need to quit. I got it. I'm going to tell you all about one more thing and I'll go. We were down there on the beach and down there on the island and I was struggling so hard to be able to be there with my family and my kin. And that adjunct position was keeping me locked up in that house. It was three days before I was able to go to the beach because of this job. And my son, my 31-year-old son, the lot of my fucking life, y'all, he went down there early one morning on the day we were leaving, before we were even up and about, and he got his bike, and he rode it along the beach. And at some point, because he's always looking, he's very much a naturalist, he looked into the water And he saw a dolphin swimming along the shoreline with him, keeping his pace. It was the most transcendent thing ever. And it would have been so much easier because he likes to sleep in. 
for him to have just stayed home. But he got up early because he wanted a reward. And that reward, that goal, was to connect with the island. He took a video of it. And I would say that that was worth it. He jumped a little tiny track. Not a huge one like I'm trying to do. But they're all worthy. He went against the path of least resistance. Y'all, and this is the crux, to get to another one. And then he flowed with it like water. So if you don't love where you are, if your habitus is breaking you and you have a very big goal, consider it. Put in the work. Design this plan. Find the milestones that will get you there. Then, that's the important part and the fun part, then cast your line, honey. Throw that line deep into the ocean, knowing your ancestors and your gods or goddesses, whoever you worship, have your back. Nothing is impossible, witches, except when we think that we are Disney witches. That's impossible. (laughs) Real magic takes work, sweat, forethought, a little backing, and hope. Anybody out there want to jump a track with me? If so, don't forget. When water gets enough momentum, it stops following the path of least resistance and floods everything. All right. I'm out of here. I do have some Patreons to thank. And y'all, if you're listening, I will get to you next week. But I'm not unpacked. I've got a mess all over my house. I know y'all know what I'm talking about when you get back from vacation. I need a vacation from my vacation. (laughs) Oh, man, I tell you what. I'm exhausted but happy. I'll be a little bit more put together next week. I love y'all like chicken. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.